0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom and I hope you enjoy this episode. I'd like to explain to you, in the way of Ramez, um all four minim of the Lulav. The Torah begins with, You should take for yourself, pre-ates Hadar, a beautiful fruit of a tree. The Hainu Esrog, that's the Esrog. Now, ah, he's assuming that you're familiar with the famous Medrash that says, Lachem Bayom Harishon which is what the Torah says, take for yourself on the first day. And the Medrish says, the first day Sukkot is not the first day, Sukkot is the fifteenth. So the Medrash says, a very puzzling statement, and there must be a thousand pshatim on it, really? it says that the first day of Sukkot is actually Rishon leCheshbon Avonos. It's the first day when they start counting the new year of sins. Famous Medrash, what happens to these four days, that you were forgiven, and, well, and that's, that's not his point. His point is he's saying that once we know that Sukkot is the day when you first, when the new accounting... Year begins, the haenu esrog yearmos shibia marisha lechesh ben avonos. The esrog is your reminder that on the first day, when sins start to count. Yekabel, all of you have to accept on yourself, Lias shalem, to be complete, v'tzadik b'ma'asav, and righteous in your deeds, call Ashana abba, for the next year, v'lo afila rega echad l'derech hara, and you should not deviate, even for a moment, to the way of evil. Which means, he's telling us, when you look at the esrog, you're supposed to say, what a beautiful esrog, the esrog represents the tzadik. That's going to be me from now on. So that's why when you take, um, we take specifically the Esrog on the day when the new accounting year begins, to say this is the year when we're going to keep all the books straight. So this is like the Esrog. Shedar Ilano Mishana Lashana, which stays on the tree all year round, representing that the Esrog, which stays on the tree for a year, all the year round, that the Esrog represents the cycle of the year coming up. And you'll notice when people are buying the Esrog, they're searching to make sure that there are no holes in the Esrog. And there should be no black blotches, on your esrog. Why are we checking the esrog so thoroughly? Because you're not checking the esrog. You're checking yourself. You're holding that esrog and you say, I inspected it to make sure it's not missing any parts and it doesn't have any terrible blemishes because I want to make sure that this year I don't get any holes and I don't have any terrible blemishes. And since the esrog represents the heart, (coughs) I'm giving my heart to Hashem. K'moshen Amr as it says to Na lib chaliy my son give me your heart. V'yukala sako machshevosav, and then my intentions throughout the year is Lassos pri to make a beautiful fruit which are my good deeds. So then I become the tree, and all my actions are beautiful fruits. And I want for the rest of the year that all my mitzvos should be beautiful and perfect and without blemish. Thought number one. Then he says, The halach is with an esrog. If it's missing a piece, possibly even the slightest amount, that's why sometimes you have to take your esrog to an expert, Because it's hard to tell sometimes whether the eserg is complete or not. Because if it's missing a piece, it's possible, even the slightest amount. But when it comes to blemishes, it's not as serious. Every eserg will have some type of little tiny mark or blemish. But when it comes to blemishes, if it's only a small amount, kasher. How does that fit into what we're saying? So he says the reason is that because why should there be a difference? Just like we need that it should it shouldn't have a single piece missing. We should also make sure it shouldn't have a single blotch on it. The answer is kacha adam because a person im If you're missing a little bit, the such as thoughts of idolatry, or eza avera or one of the serious sins. Which makes a blemish in you. In other words, if you transgress one of the serious sins, then that's like you're missing a little piece of your esrog, of your heart, and then it becomes posel. But But you need a lot of tshuva. But if it just has little black marks is just a small, light sin. As long as they're a minority, you're still a kasher. So, it's beautiful the way he's reading how the actual laws of the Esrog are the laws of ourselves. An Esrog missing a piece represents someone doing one of the serious sins, which makes you missing, like one of the cardinal sins that, even the smallest amount makes you puzzle. But regular sins, which are just little black dots, so as long as you don't have too many black dots, you're still okay. That's the Esrach. All that is what you're supposed to think, just when you look at the Esrach. But at the same time, you have to look at the Lulav. The Kapos Tamarim, but the Lulav, Rome's labale Chuva, that's an allusion to the to the Balei Tshuva. Why? As we all know. Because the Lulav represents the tree which gives a beautiful taste, the dates on the palm tree, but it has no good smell. It doesn't give forth a good smell, unlike the asphalt, which has a good taste and a good smell. The Gemara tells us in reach, that the mandrakes give forth a good smell. A good smell is from someone who has never sinned. Because if someone did sin, he has to do tshuva while you're still young. A person's person's supposed to do tshuva, not when it's too late. But while he's still fresh and vigorous and still able to do sin, and then he does tshuva, that's a real tshuva. Is that why roofing got mandrakes? Is that right? She'alulav yeah. dome because the lulav, unlike the eshug, which is the heart, the lulav represents the spine. The spine represents this construct of the body. The spine represents your strength and your vigor. And actually, the spine of the person is the, is the organ, not organ, but the part of the body, which tells you how vigorous the person is. Because the more bent over the spine is, that's how much the person's energy is spent. So, when the, when the spine is upright and straight up, that means that the person still has the strength. That's why you're supposed to get a lulav, which is directly straight up. What when they say spineless? No. Yeah. Well, that's the other way. He says, the hu govoa ma'od. It says also the lulav, is higher than the Esra. Why? Romans, because we know Teshuvah reaches all the way up to the heavenly throne. That's why the lulav is so tall. So take this image in your head. If you walk away with just this, what a beautiful concept. That the lulav, when you're holding it, you'll see the lulav reaches way above you. That lulav is touching the heavenly throne because we just went through a process of teshuva, which gives you access to the heavenly throne. Every leaf of the lulav is made up of two leaves. Because for each of the averus which you do, the way to fix it is to do an equivalent mitzvah. You said each leaf of it? What are we speaking Of the lulav. Each leaf of the lulav is made up of two leaves stuck together. Take a look, you'll see. Okay. If you look at each leaf. You okay. can see it more from the back than you can from the front. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you've got half the leaves on one side of the spine, the other half on the on, on the side of the spine. But in the middle... That middle leaf has to stay tuck, stuck <laughs> together. That's very important. Because after we do Teshuvah, even our sins turn into merits. Even the prosecuting angels, they have to become defending angels. And our focus is one. So while the right side of the lulav, represents your sin, your merits, I'm sorry, and the left side, the leaves, represent your averus, but they're, each one is folded over, you bring them together, and then in the middle they meet as one, as if to say, we're done with having split personalities, with having right brains and left brains. We're bringing it all together with one focus towards Hashem. And this is why. We make the bracha specifically on the lulav. Why do we say al-nitilas lulav? We should say al-nitilas lulav asek al-hasem Or al-nitilas arba minim. Mm-hmm. Why do we say al-nitilas lulav? af bisha chashuv mimenu. Isn't the eserk more special? She-yesh lo-tam, it has taste. The yesh lo-reach. Not only that. af a dimo the Torah mentions it first. D'chsevet says, pre eats hadar Why do we make another? The answer is beautiful repeat this over all circles ibn nasha markum shabali chuva on them ain sidiqim gamure mi khulum because the Esrog, he's at Tzadik all his life. Let him be where he is. But after Yom Kippur, we are the Balichuva. And you know what? The Esrog is down here. The Lulav is all the way up to the Kisiyah After we've taken all our energies and all our brainstem and we focused it towards Hashem, that's way more important because the Esrog is down there and the Lulav, the Balchuva has raced past the Esrog and reached a way higher level. In the Jewish history, there are four people that they never, they never did a sin like Isha. Isha is not anything right. to be seen to. Right, right. But, you see, but the they, other seven that we follow, they only had a flaw. Yes, yes. All seven Ishbizen, all of them you see, they, they the Torah actually mentions a transgression for every single one of them. Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Yosef, David, every single one of them, the Torah mentions a sin. Well, we have people who never sinned, but we don't even talk about them. But, right? but what a beautiful they idea. Huh? They don't need our help. Because people who do tshuva are more chashuv than the tzaddik. So then he asks, if that's true, then why didn't the Torah mention the Lula first? He says, The Torah mentions the Esrog first. Because the preference of Hashem is that you don't sin. So therefore the Torah says, It's better if you're an Because once you start to sin, you might never do teshuva. But once you've already sinned, now the lulav is even greater. And that's why we make the Bracha, al Lulav taste not smell you always say well it has both that's why it's a higher level right well the Esorg has both right so why don't we call the Lulav on Yom Kippur well this is this is what follows Yom Kippur this is this is the result of our Tshuva process Sukkot is a continuation of Yom Kippur because those four days are freebie days, which you didn't. Realize right, it's about. all part of that process. So as we enter in, we now start the mitzvahs, and these mitzvahs are meant to focus us in on because you have to be a balchuva before you can take the lulav. So keepers, when we do tshuva, now we're the balchuva, and now we take the lulav, representing how high we've reached. So he says, "Vezashah on anu small." The reason why we hold the Asarag in the left hand, even though the tzaddik is greater, because the Asrig is your heart, Shuhu adam, which is on the left side of the person. Lirmos olam because the asreg represents the person whose heart was always whole. V'ha, um, v'ha beautiful. <shluchat eklal> V'lo halacha the didn't follow the evil inclination on the left. And that's why the halacha is, take a look, that when you take, send, send away the lulav I have mentioned this by the davening, I'll mention it again. Everyone's doing nanuim wrong. Everyone shakes the lulav and they, they don't do it right. This halacha, please learn the halachas. So you're supposed to take the lulav three times back and forth in each direction. And each time that you come back, you bring it to the heart. Mm -hmm. That's the halacha. Because the the, the dalad minam are about what's going on inside your heart, your emotions. (sighs) The lulav is on the right side because it's the right hand of Hashem. She which is reaches under the heavenly throne, lekabel hashavim to receive those who teshuva. There's a lot of parts that he's just throwing out here in the world of remez. There's a lot of here to remember. <laughs> But again, the point that he's making is that since the Lulav, rep- the Esrug represents the person who's the Tzadik Gomo, the person whose heart is whole, that's why it's on the left side, the Lulav represents the Balchuva, of course it's better to start trying to be an Esrug, but once you've failed, now you're a Lulav, so if you're a Lulav, you go on the right side because Hashem accepts you at the right side, and then you reach all the way up to the heavenly throne. Does that mean, a left-handed hmm. person doesn't switch the. So lulav? there's a, a big discussion about what left-handed people do. Um, the many posts can say that here it's about the world's directions, not personal directions. And so the lulav is still in the right hand, and the esrog in the left hand. And according to him, that would certainly um, work like that because the uh, even someone who is directionally challenged, the, the, still we, on the, we, left. the, the heart is down. still on the left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I is that is that the case? Yes, yeah. Yeah. it's, it's it possible. Yeah. Yeah, this no, ten fifteen percent, which was amazing. I don't know, but Is no. no. right that point. high? Yeah. No, no, yeah. it's that's not true. It's not. True. True. Maybe. <laughs> I, it's probably not even one percent. Maybe maybe, maybe point ten. That's what I said. Yeah. Your Which right would be point one, right. point O oh ten. Like that. <laughs> okay, all right, good. <laughs> okay, so we through the astrog and the lulav. Then the Torah says, Anaf of ovos, and take for yourself the um, leaves of a, um, what's interwoven, a better word for it? Um, uh, Interdigitated? Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, leaves. Good. She he like says two dollars right to the twenty dollar word. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, it has to have trifoliate leaves. Trifoliate. Uh, yeah. Okay. of says. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know if you are hadasim arkasher? One of the signs is that all the leaves cover the wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though might, you know, it might sits in the bag, and get pushed around. But in theory, if it's standing up, the leaves should cover at least the majority of the wood. But the point is, the wood, the leaves cover the wood. Yeah. What does that mean? Because the Hadassim are with the Lulav, with the Balchuva. They're meant to help you and guide you as to what you should do. So if someone who wants to go the right way, she yizaher, she me maasav me'rubin mechachmasav. The famous Mishnah in Pirkei Avos that your your actions are supposed to be more than your wisdom. If a person knows a lot but does less, that's not good. Such wisdom says the Mishnah doesn't survive. You have to know, but more you have to do a lot more than you know. And the leaves they represent how much you go about doing. And the wood represents your knowledge and your wisdom. And we learned in Pirkei Avos, If your wisdom, if you, I'm sorry, if your action is way more than what you, um, just your focus on wisdom, then your wisdom will survive. And so what it's asking you to do, the hadas is to do... To do, to do, rather than to just be all knowledgeable and intellectual. Then he goes in the next three paragraphs and he talks about the significance of three leaves. We're going to skip that and go to the bottom paragraph. Rabbi Shmael says in the Mishnah, The halacha is that we try to get all three leaves. All three um, Hadassim branches should be whole and not nicked at the top. But the halacha is, if two of them are nicked at the top, as long as the third one is whole at the top, you're according to Rabbi Shmoel. He says, why would that be? If nicked is nicked, and if it's, if it's okay, it's okay. If it's not, it's not. Why would we differentiate between two branches and the third branch? Lefisheh Adam yeshlo shnei enayim. Because we know the hadasim look like eyes, and you only have two eyes. Why do we have three branches? So he says, number <laughs> shusa so Your eyes are actually not always under your control. Because <laughs> sometimes you see things without intending to see them. Your eyes, you look around, you notice things. You can't help it. <laughs> when you look at something bad, you clip the top of your hadasim. And you blemish the top of that branch. But you're still okay. As long as you don't clip the third branch, your mind's eye. Whoa. So he says the three adasim represent the fact that you really have three eyes. Two eyes on the outside and one eye of your perception on the inside. And that's why there's a difference. Two of them can be clipped. Your eyes, you see things, you fix it, you get better. But you better make sure that you don't allow the mind's eye to, um, to perceive and see things that are prohibited. i just and like th- to insert that there are ancient eastern traditions, especially I think in Tibet. Where the idea of the third eye is very important. Yeah. And so here we have the hadasim representing that <laughs> that third eye.. Right? <laughs> I, 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 I. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now let's turn the page. So on page Kufu's base, in the left column in the last paragraph on this piece, the Aravo domaisim. The Aravos look like the lips just like if the leaves of the arava start to dry up, you know, by the end of Pesach, they're, uh, by end of by the end of Pesach, by the end of they're looking all dried up and and really moldy is what he's saying. That's possible. When you study Torah, you're not supposed to be all cold and um, silent and uh, and you're supposed to be alive. When you study Torah, you're supposed to be filled with vigor. He doesn't insert this, but I would say we spend so much time davening on Sukkos. If you want, you're, you're holding your Arava during Hallel. Your Arava says put some life into your mouth. Speak the words of Halal. Sing the words of Halal. Give true meaning to what the Arava represents. So we're going to move to another piece. I just want to quickly, there was so much in here. we just going to do a very quick review. Again, he starts off saying, the Dalad Minim, the Esrog represents the concept that this is the first day when the sins start to come and we want to be like the Esrog, which is a perfect Tzadik. It stays on the tree year-round, representing that this represents our annual cycle, and it shouldn't have any holes, and it shouldn't have too many blemishes. The holes represent serious sins, don't have any of those, but even minor sins don't have too many of them. The Lulav, on the other hand, represents the Balchuva. That's why it has um, it has the taste, but doesn't have that smell, it doesn't have that perfection that the estrog has. But it is like the spine, which represents the vigor of the person, the strength of the person, and it reaches all the way up into the heavenly throne because that's where energy is going. The, the, the leaves go in both directions because you're supposed to do mid against all the Averis which you did. But in the middle, that that middle leaf needs to be together because that's our emphasis towards the one Hashem, which brings together even the evil angel has to agree that uh, we are doing well. That's why we make the bracha on the lulav, because the bali are higher than the tzaddik and gemurim. Even though the Torah starts with the esrog, that's really the preferred way to go. The esrog is held in the left hand because the esrog is like the heart representing that the heart was perfect, while the Lulu is on the right, because Hashem's right hand is there to gather those people who do Teshuvah. The Hadassim represent um, the leaves cover the wood, because the leaves represent action, the wood represents knowledge, your action speaks much louder than words, it's uh, a lot of talk, let's see you practice what you preach, and all these ideas of doing, that's what's emphasized by the Hadas. and furthermore the Hadassim represent the eyes, and that's why there's an opinion in the Gemara that two of them may be clipped at the top, but not not the third, because even if the external eyes are somewhat blemished, you can still be fixed as long as it doesn't reach into the mind's eye. And then the Arava represents the lips, and just like it has to stay fresh and alive, so too the the uh, the, um, the lips of a person should be alive and used and fresh when speaking words of Torah and uh, we assume when davening as well. What? That's that his explanation again. He's saying the leaves represent actions, while the wood represents knowledge, right? Because the uh, the um, the leaves are the fruit of the uh, of the of the wood, much like. Okay, so we're gonna go. <coughs> Let's hand these out. Let's pass them around quickly. To... going to go for his explanation on the mitzvah of sukkah, of sitting in the sukkah, so that he has imparshas Vayera. Okay? On page Kuf Ayan Zion in Volume 1. Kuf Ayan Zayin. Pasuk V'hi Sha'anu Tachas Ha'etz. Avraham invites the guests and tells them to lean back beneath the tree. Okay, so um, we're a little short on time, so I'm going to do some of this inside, some of this outside, so I'll tell you when we read inside. He asks a question. Does Abraham not have place in his home to invite his guests on the hottest in. day of the year? They're sitting under the tree. Probably cooler. Besides, his wife is uh, inside. Right, yeah, so still, I mean, what does he do with all his guests? Um, he says they wash their feet, why doesn't he invite them inside? So he quotes in the second paragraph. The medrash tells us, whatever Avram does for these angels, Hashem repays his children when they leave Mitzrayim. beneath the tree, and that means that he made for them a sukkah. So he asks, Why did Avram make a sukkah? Why didn't he bring them into the house? Furthermore, he says in the next paragraph, The verse itself is difficult. So that your generations will know that I put the Jewish people in the sukkah. Sheim anan which refers to the clouds of glory, sheikifem, which surrounded them. Lebal yakim sherev eshemesh, they should not be affected by the heat and the sun. K'di isiv emedrash, v'tur aruchay mirshel chasuka. Vineanan niakavad, hoyu bezchos Aaron. We know they are not the clouds of glory came because of Aron. Uman bezchos Moshe, ube'er and the well came bezchos Miriam. Why do we have a whole holiday recognizing only one of the big three? Only the clouds of glory. Where's the yamta for the man and where's the yamta for the bear, for the well? Furthermore, he says in the next paragraph, the man was even greater. The man was the Mazan ruchni, the spiritual food, which was a much greater miracle than being surrounded by clouds. Furthermore, they didn't have to use the bathroom. It was completely... And the well, he says, they used to heal them, used to heal their bodies from all illnesses. And so, uh, why don't we make a yamta For those, they seem like bigger miracles. And the next um, column, he says, furthermore... Why does the verse emphasize, I put the Jewish people in sukkahs? When I took them out of Egypt. Why is there an emphasis? We know what it's talking about. Why does it have to emphasize, when I took them out of Egypt? So he says in the next paragraph, There's a very great secret about these sukkahs. The Medrash the says, why did Hashem command the Jewish people to make a sukkah? Take a back of Yom HaKippurim. She'im nischay vu Yisrael galos be Because if part of our judgment was that we should have to go into exile, mach you galul yu galo sukkah mi be yachshav ki ilu So we take a little mini exile by going into the sukkah. And look at the prayer that you say before you go into the sukkah. It says, Because I leave my house, may it be considered like a little um, exile based on this madrash in the Psikta there of Kahana. We actually put that into the prayer asking Hashem, if I'm high of Golos, may this be an atonement. Is that in... you said in the Machser, or where, where do we find yeah, it? Yeah, it'll be in the Machser, in many okay. Sudurim, but uh, sometimes the Nusuch Ashkenaz will remove some of the important Lashem Yichudz, but um, you, you can find it if you look for it. Okay. So he says, especially there's one tefillah which you make the first time you go into the Sukkah, uh-huh. and, and actually I should point out, even though it's not on the page, but um, the opinion of the Bach is that whenever the Torah gives a reason for a mitzvah, you have to actually intend that reason, otherwise, you're not Yodse the mitzvah. So the Torah says, um, laman ki es b'nei Israel, so that the generations will know. But that laman, so that, the Bach says, is part of the mitzvah, and if you don't say, Something like, Zechala Anani or remember the clouds of glory, when you enter the sukkah, you're actually not yotzei the mitzvah, and there are some who would require you to go back into the sukkah, to wash again and make another leshev, and this time eat with the intention to have in mind the Anani HaKavad, the clouds of glory. That's how serious this so is. So the sukkah is really Could be language. Yes. Yes. So for example, tonight I could say it large, so my family would understand... What Absolutely. You no, no, you should say it. in Whatever language you say, this is to remember the clouds of glory that Hashem set us in. When should okay, you say so that? Well, you should think it while you're eating the challah, but you can say before you start the meal, or even before you uh, first enter, before you make Kiddush, to say, there are opinions that say that when you am um, rekind in the mitzvah, you have to have in mind so therefore I'm making this declaration, this proclamation. So the... So the Sukkah is remembrance of the anenia uh, Kovod, not what they actually lived in. Because Matovu Alecha, it's about... It's yeah, yeah, about that's, that, yeah, that's Machlokas in the Gemara, whether they sat in circus, not Ohel's, or it was referring to the clouds of glory. He, We seem to be learning that it's the clouds of glory. Now he continues. He says, Our sages tell us that if the Jews had not done the Egel, that we would no longer have ever had to go into exile. As it says charus al haluchos, etched into the luchos, and our sages read it not only as charus al haluchos, um, but cherus that there would have been a freedom. Um, Now, what's the reason why we did, um, uh, so he asked the question, but we know that the Jewish people were supposed to be in exile for a total of 400 years. Now, we have answers how to fix the 400 years, but the fact is we didn't really fulfill the 400 years. So that's the reason why we have more exiles. So why didn't Hashem leave us there? Because we were in a state of emergency. And so Hashem said, you know what, we'll count 400 from Yitzchak, get them out, we'll fix the exiles later. Now what would have happened, what would have happened if the Jewish people would not have done the Egil? Where would the exiles have been? So he says, Hashem takes them out of Mitzrayim, and because he takes them out of Mitzrayim, so he has, so he reads the bottom line, Kadesh lo yitztaaru al-zah also ha Sukkos, what was supposed to be, Hashem puts the Jewish people in circus, in when they leave Mitzrayim, so that that should be their further exiles. The four hundred years. It's not one hundred and ninety. Of the four hundred years, 400 it's only 40, years. Uh, 40 extra years. Yeah, but you yeah, know, the, you're yeah, supposed yeah, to go into yeah. the aramiklat and somehow the right. sukkah for one week counts. Right. The power of sukkah is that it covers an obligation of exile. So Hashem sends them out of Mitzrayim; they still owe all these exiles. Hashem says, "You're going to sit in the sukkah." In other words, if not for the ego, so he have says, If well, you would have merited. the why, why is that? I'm saying that's what gallus means. If you, it's an ex- right? If if you if you're oh, deserving God. to go exile, so it's not just Remeiklat. You see, Cause, because that's only for murder. Yeah, but all, there are many branches of murder which you require little mini exiles. There are other things which you get. For example, they There's say that indeed. if someone eats chametz on Pesach, they should take an exile. There are certain things which are within that category, so so um, he's saying that covers it so somehow the power of sukkah is to cover any obligation of exile if that's true that was one of the plans of putting the Jewish people in the sukkah so that he says that's why the emphasis is about, si, eretz Um. so he says Avraham is the one right. who was told been by Brisbane ben that the Jewish people are going to be in exile for 400 years and he saw what would happen so he says in the next paragraph. Abraham, is trying to arrange things good for the Jewish people, Abraham is the one of Chesed is the one of who I He wanted to save the Jewish people for exile. So everything that he did while the angels were there was a little mini-prayer. He says, He makes the sukkahs for the malachim. He puts them in the sukkah. Saying to Hashem, the Jews don't need exile. You can put them in the sukkah and the sukkah somehow represents and replaces any obligation of exile. And you see why there's such an emphasis on the redemption in the sukkah. But more so we say, next year we'll be we married to sit in the sukkah made from the height of the Leviasan, because the, since the sukkah represents the fulfillment of our obligation to go to exile, so the sukkah brings the redemption. He says, that's why the sukkah needs to be a temporary dwelling. The vishah because the sukkah represents the gauls. I hate to be a literalist here, but uh, a tree, uh, you know, it... It's not a halachic sukkah, but it's a kind of sukkah. It's not a halachic sukkah. There's other reasons why we have a different a shape of sukkah. But the concept of sukkah was there. He said, right. that's what the Medrash says. He put them in the Sukkot. So we're, we're still paying off the... Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Off. That that they, That's not in the Zereshim. That they say. The Jewish people, had they been there for a full 400 years, they wouldn't have further exiles. Been that's the Russia. Two, we've been in Golis for 2,000 years plus plus. Okay, 70. so you have to know how the system works, but that's, okay. that's the way it works. Eight, uh, so <laughs> he says... <laughs> that, He says, with this you can answer a famous question. The Gemara Navod tells us that in the future, the nations of the world will come and say, we want the Torah as well. You never offered us the Torah. Hashem will say, I did offer you the Torah. They say, well, we didn't realize. So Hashem will say, you know what? I'll give you one mitzvah. Which mitzvah? the Mitzvah of Sukkah. Why the Mitzvah of Sukkah from all 613 Mitzvahs? It seems so random. The answer is because the reason why the Jewish people, you see in the Paragraph of Fidah, Kenan, Shemitzvah Sukkah mures Golos, and we know the Al Shech says, Shatam Shal Golos Mitzrayim. The reason why we went into exile in Egypt, Torah because the enslavement made us the type of people who were ready to observe the mitzvahs of the Torah, it humbled us and made us into a people. So if the Gaim say, we want to do a Torah too, Hashem says to them, but where's your exile first? So Hashem says, fine, I'll give you the mitzvah of Sukkah, and if you keep the mitzvah of Sukkah, which replaces exile, then you'll be able to. But then you'll say, so what does Hashem do? What does Hashem do in that story? Brings out the sun. sun. Where else do you have Hashem bringing out the sun from his sheath? By By Avraham on that day. So he says, on the contrary, by Avraham, he was in the heat of the day and he still sat in the sukkah to show that the Jewish people, they will sit in the sukkah even in the heat, even if it's a little uncomfortable because we understand our obligation for exile. That's what Avraham was doing. He sat in the sukkah even in this situation. And that's why they don't reserve to receive the Torah because they don't have this level. So he says, towards the bottom of page Kufa Ches on the left side. Abraham knew that um, evil surrounds. Evil goes around. Evil is always on the outskirts. And we needed that Hashem should protect us with his glory. As we know, we say in Tehillim that Hashem puts his wings around us to protect us. The sukkah represents the clouds of glory that Hashem surrounded us with to protect us. You should know that sukkah is so holy. As a matter of fact, the Chabad Yeah, um, halachically it's a question how they explain it, but they don't sleep in the sukkah because of the statement that Yaakov said, Ma no azeh, ze kim. <laughs> If I would have known, I wouldn't have slept there. So actually the Lubavitcher Rabbi, which is where the Minnick started, wouldn't sleep for the whole week. Because he didn't want to sleep outside the sukkah. But he he wouldn't um, sleep, he wouldn't he sleep in the there. sukkah so he nod off a little bit but basically tried to stay awake for 7 days it was almost like a, his own little miracle um, the, uh, of how he managed to do that so he says because the sukkah represents the wings of Hashem you're in, higher than the place of the Mark and Mikdesh. and that's why we say Ufros Aleinu, spread over us sukkah shalom right. it represents a sukkah so by Avra making the sukkah for the Malachim he's davening for this all, uh, up all night during Symphony base I show you, to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, because he was in the Sukkah. Yeah. Okay, so skipping to the next page. That's why the Torah says Avram is standing over them beneath the tree. Because you should know by every single sukkah of the Jewish people. Omed Sham Avram, Avram is standing there. If you sit in the sukkah, you should know Avram Avinas. Unbelievable words of the Avram Shimshon who is coming to watch you is not just the angels but every single Jew that sits in the sukkah whoever is under the shadow of the sukkah and he says that's why the Malachim say and there's a dot on the Al of the Yud and Vav representing Avram Yitzchak veYaakov, because these are the Ushpizan who come to our Sukkah, they represent what Avram and Venus started, what Avram Venus set up for us, which is the Sukkah which represents the exile but at the same time represents Hashem's glory, protecting us and surrounding us from our enemies during that exile, maybe of sitting in the Sukkah and connecting to our other being in the protection of Hashem's Shechina that we should in fact merit that all our sins should be forgiven and we should merit the redemption speedily in our days Amen Thank Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode